T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning and welcome to the Morning Beat on this lovely Wednesday morning, the second day of November. We're officially in it. You want to know how I know why? It's raining outside. It's raining. Torrential downpour in Los Angeles. And by torrential, I mean a light, light drizzle. Listen, I woke up and I was like, oh my God, it's raining. And then I came to pick you up. Yeah, you picked me up. Rolled down the window and I was like, Okay, so here's the thing. Whenever it gets chilly outside, if Michaela picks me up for work, I live right down the street. um, The heat's blasting. The heat's blasting. Today, she had the window wide open because while it was it raining. Because it was raining, honey. That's not what normal people do when well, it I'm rains. Well, normal. Who, oh, I'm Vanessa, is that weird? Who opens the no, window during she rain? she would do it too. I would do it. It's not weird. <laughs> Vanessa, don't do this to me right now. Vanessa, you just some just girl. If I had a car with no top on it, I would absolutely oh, a convertible. drive through. Are you going to drive a convertible in the rain, Michaela? Yeah, I am, and I'm going to look hot. Girl power is stupid, by the way, you You're two. Stupid. So don't gang up on me this early. You're 6.08 in the morning. Oh, awesome. Boy. He's being bad already this morning. <sighs> You're being bad. I'm be bad what all morning. What happened to you? Well, speaking of bad, uh, we had a conversation yesterday with um, uh, a leader uh, from a tribal nation here in the uh, United States who was talking to us about the idea of being two-spirited. And Michaela did ask, uh, is it okay if I can call myself two-spirited? And his answer is very straightforward. Yeah. And well, it was not what you hoped to hear. And it's so good. We're playing it for you again here in just a Listen, minute. Listen, Lisa actually said, she was like, I'm really happy you asked that question because I know people, including myself, that have been like, I'm too spirited, had no idea it was like culturally appropriating. Mm. So Canceled. Yeah. You can't say it, babe. You can't <laughs> say it. Also, uh, a supermodel doesn't believe in straight people. Michaela has that story for you and what's popping a little bit later on this hour. Uh, We've also got Red, White, and Q today. We are less than a week away from the midterms. You know, I did an Instagram Live yesterday to talk about Adam Schiff and some other progressive candidates across the country. And it was really fascinating to see how interested people actually were because I thought nobody would care at all. A couple of people said, hey, you looked great in your wedding. I was like, this is awesome, but we're talking about voting right now. Um, But we're talking to Richard Fowler, a political commentator who's going to be calling in to talk about the midterms a little bit later on in the show. I love, love Richard. Richard's fantastic. Yeah. Um, We have a great show planned for you all morning long. Uh, Palm Springs Pride right around the corner. I think we might even have Latrice Royale calling in. She might yes. be on the show tomorrow, perhaps. Uh, we'll see if we can make that happen. Uh, but I'm going to be uh, hosting some events uh, at Booze Hounds in Palm Springs this weekend. Fabulous. And she's going to be performing there. I think Jan Sports also performing. They have a great lineup. If you're in Palm Springs, stop by Booze Hounds for any number of their events or head over to my Instagram uh, and click on the links uh, and come join us. Have a good time. I'm excited to go back to Palm Springs. Last year was my first Pride there. 
And we had such a blast. Oh, it's such a vibe. I was there this weekend, and Palm Springs is just fun. It's fun. Yeah. It's a fun mm-hmm. little city. It, I feel like it's small enough that everyone kind of can like collectively get together. But there's enough to do that it, there's yeah. something for everyone, and we mm-hmm. always have fun when we go there. Yeah, I love Palm Springs. So, so we've clarified Palm Springs is, in fact, fun. It is, in fact, fun. Got it. Pride this weekend. Hope to see you. Uh, how about some news on the beat? Okay, babe. Patrick Haggerty's 1973's Lavender Country. Haggerty's first album recorded under the same name is now widely considered the first country album recorded by an out gay musician. Haggerty, an unflappable activist for LGBTQ and socialist causes and married father of two, for years was persona non grata in the music business. Lavender Country was a defiantly queer record with songs like Cry in These... Can't say that word on air. Tears. During a time when few musicians in any genre were comfortable coming out as gay. So it was surprising, most of all to Haggerty, when he got his chance in 2014 to re-release that historic album and record another one, performing with other LGBTQ country musicians and sharing his story with millions. He became a country music star after all. Haggerty, the pioneering country crooner, died Monday, several weeks after he'd had a stroke. A close friend and record label executive said Haggerty was only 78, so we're sending love. It's a really aggressive title for that song, you couldn't say. Oh, extremely. Look up Patrick Haggerty, yeah, everyone. <laughs> see if you can figure out what she could not say. I couldn't, could not say it. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into weather. 70 in D.C., 71 in Philadelphia, 47 in Seattle, 66 in San Diego, 67 in L.A. today, and 73 in Palm Springs. It's getting cold, honey. Yeah, it is. Uh, give us a vibe. Don't be a victim of negative self-talk. Remember, you are listening. Ooh, good one. Mm. All right, I've been here, what, two, three years now. I feel like we've covered just about everything. Sometimes we repeat stories because it's worth talking about again. Rarely do we come across a topic that is so new and unique to me that I'm just sort of blown away by it. Right. Although you hear Michaela sniffling right now, she's been crying. Weeping. So upset about this story. A family decided to turn their beloved dead golden retriever into a rug. Okay, so... (sighs) Okay, but listen, they didn't... Okay, first of all, that's already so much for me. As much as I love my dogs, that's very stressful. Mm -hmm. But they didn't even bother making, like, a piece. Like, his whole little paws and face are still part of the rug. The eyeball holes are still there. It's an Australian family. And apparently there's a young, young woman over there who's been doing taxidermy since the time she turned 18 years old. And she posted a video of this on her TikTok and Instagram, and people have a lot of thoughts. So apparently, when you do this, though, this is the entire skin of the dog, by the way. Like, every part of the dog is in in this rug. Like you said, Michaela, even the nails are there. Literally every part of this doggy. So, on one hand, I think that, like, Native Americans talk about using every part of the animal because we're all part of the cycle of life together, right? And so they would use hides to keep themselves warm, to build shelters, to trade. And I understand that, that there's value in that. However, the idea of turning my dog's skin into leather and preserving all of his, all of his fur forever is wild to me. Yeah, listen, I love my dog more than the next person. I'm obsessed with Rocco. I literally, I look at him, I hold him like a baby, I kiss him on the mouth. Would you make him a mini little rug? Never. No. It's weird. It's totally weird. It's weird. And 
I, like I'm trying to understand I th- because okay, I so, am such a pet lover. So the idea is that uh, you might lose some connection, right? And for some people, a memory or a photo or a video is not enough. But this is a way to at least keep the sensory connection alive after they're gone. So my favorite thing in the entire world is to cuddle on the couch with my dog. I do it every single night. I wake up in the morning sometimes and I crawl into his dog bed with him and I'll lay there in the fetal position and yes. hold him because he loves it so much. Yes. Right? Or at least I love All it so much. All very normal things. Right. All very normal. So the idea that you could just like lay on the couch and cuddle up with this thing. So it's kind of like a rug slash blanket. Listen, I could probably get into... Oh, God. Oh, God. I could maybe get into it if it didn't have the head, fingernails, and paws still attached. Right. Like, that's where you lose okay, me, Okay, well, babe. how is this different than, like, a bear or a lion that people, like, put on their walls no, or man, put a rug? I'm not a bear-lion yeah. girl. I'm not a hunter. I have a friend. Oh, God, I love her so much, but she makes me so uncomfortable. Her husband is a hunter. This is your Texas friend, isn't yes. it? She's, she makes you so... I don't understand how you guys are friends. Oh, she's later. my... No, listen. I'm madly obsessed with her. She'll be at my brother's graduation this month. We grew up together. And you like, couldn't be more different. Could not be... We're literally the banger <laughs> sisters. Like, could not be different. Um, but, yeah, he hunts for his family. I guess, because you can't just go to the grocery store. And, uh, <laughs> and they hang the whatever on the wall and i don't get it it's so uncomfortable i don't like it i don't not into it so i i I would never make my dog a can i tell you things that pop through my head which is really wild and this is your i'm gonna sound so creepy right now Mm. i saw it in a movie one time i saw it in a movie which is why i think it popped into my head and i randomly sometimes throughout the day i start to like imagine random things i start to take scenarios into account maybe i read an article or saw something and i start thinking like what would i do in this situation okay and the situation was <clears throat> i think i saw something like all the people who have died climbing mount everest and, and they die in the snow and they leave their bodies out there right so i was thinking to myself if i were to be in a snowstorm stuck in the wilderness somewhere how would i survive mm-hmm. and i saw one time in a movie that if you like kill a large animal you can like literally empty it out and climb inside of its body to keep you alive what is and, wrong so, with you? and i thought about that which what is, is wrong so with you? i feel guilty for even thinking the thoughts it was from a movie but now i see that people are actually doing this in real life and i say maybe i'm not as crazy as i thought i was Maybe I'm not so wild no, anymore. No, you are, babe. Am I? You are, honey. Yeah, would you, okay? Would you? Because this this girl also she says usually she doesn't turn pets into rugs. I can't believe. <laughs> well, I would say, hope not. But she usually turns. But her job. But she usually does turn them into taxidermy. Would you? Would you get Rocco stuffed and put them on your nightstand? If you think that Lisa hasn't said that she may want to taxidermy Bruno. No. Oh. Mm-hmm. I would terrify She loves me. Bruno. I know, but it would terrify me. She loves Bruno so much, she might want to. Mm. And I love her, so I would let her. Like, I would be very supportive externally, internally. Would you put him by the front door on your on your I coffee don't know. table? Would I walk him? I don't know. Oh, my. Wow. We I just put, got excited about You could put wheels on his feet. Let me tell you something. One time, <laughs> I don't know so why this awful. is so stupid, but one time I was, Lisa was out of town, and I went to a happy hour, and I came home, and Lisa goes, oh, make sure you walk Rocco. And I... Said okay, so I picked up Rocco because I was kissing him. I walked around the block. Holding I came him. home and I go, Michaela, you idiot! You had to walk him, not go on a walk holding him. I held Rocco the entire walk around the block. Mm. So I, you know, there, you never know. You I, never know. I would agree. You are in fact an idiot. <laughs> it's time for what's popping, uh, and there's a supermodel out there who doesn't believe. Uh, in straight people, 
Meaning, Vanessa, <laughs> Vanessa, you don't exist. You don't you're exist, not, babe. You're not here right now. You're a figment of our imagination. Yeah, you're actually a big lesbian. What are the <laughs> What are the details? Okay, um, I'm going to butcher her last name as I always do, but no, Emily Radikowski. Radikowski, thank you so much. I the told J you, is silent. I told you to say rat, say cow, and ski. Radikowski. Okay, Radikowski. You'll never forget it now. I love it. Okay, I actually love her, um, and she's been using her voice in a major way, especially when it came to the Me Too movement. Uh, she's dragged so many men in Hollywood, uh, but now she's saying she doesn't believe there's such a thing as straight people. The model who appeared to come out as bisexual in early October told Harper's Bazaar that she thinks everyone is sexually fluid. She said, I think sexuality is on a sliding scale, and I don't really believe in straight people. Uh, she also participated in the viral green couch trend by responding to another user who asked if you identify as bisexual, show your green velvet couch. Oh, yeah, that was um, me. I was a, I was bisexual, apparently, because I have yeah, one. Yeah, you're bisexual, mm-hmm. too. Yep. Um, Never touched a woman in my life. Yeah. So stop looking at me like uh-huh. that. Like you just had a glimmer of hope in your eye. Like oh, I love you. You thought you were going to get some. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did. No. Uh, but I, you know, I, I do agree to a point. I do think everybody's really sexually fluid. I think if the right person, I've met women who have been with their partner, who's another woman for years. And they said, you know, I don't identify as a lesbian. I just fell in love with who I fell in love with. And that person happens to be a woman and vice versa with men. Um, do I believe in straight completely? No, but you know, maybe a straight person would beg to differ. Vanessa, have you ever had a crush on a girl? I haven't, but I, I I do think women are really beautiful, but I think people are really beautiful. You've never like kissed a girl or made out the girl I've drunk? I've never kissed a girl drunk. Get out. I, when people are like, oh, I've kissed Get my out. girlfriend drunk, and I was like, I, I've never had that thought. Would it make you like throw up, or you're just like, eh, no, not for me? I literally, I've, I just haven't. So and you're like 2%. No, yeah, she's 2%. She's you're like not, 2%, yeah. You're mm-hmm. 2% gay. Mm-hmm. You're, gonna ni- find a- you're 98% straight. We're, We're going to turn you gay by the end of this show. You're pretty close. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay, pretty but- gay. I work here. That's as gay as you need to be. <laughs> yes. All right. Coming up, uh, it's Red, White, and Q. We're joined with Richard Fowler uh, talking about where we stand with the U.S. midterm election and early voting news coming up in the next hour. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Channel Q. Something about that song. I've loved I it love for so many years. I love that song. Is, who is it? Estelle? Estelle. Right. Estelle. It's a good one. I don't know what she's doing. I don't know. I don't know what she's done since that song. That's what I'm saying. So uh, here we are. Here we are. How are you feeling about today? I feel good. I feel like it's raining outside, so I really just want to get some soup and put up my Christmas tree and lie on my floor. Mm-hmm. It rains two days a year in Los Angeles. Oh, so. and we have to make it a mm-hmm. an event. I feel like the drought's over. And by rain, it really is a light, light misting, like a drizzle, maybe. Yeah. But mm-hmm. feels like water to us. But if you ask anybody in Los Angeles as well. Torrential downpour. Everyone's everything's canceled. Like, oh, God, yep. we needed this so bad. Nobody's going to lunch oh, today. They're can- drought. canceling all of our plans and everybody's mm-hmm. going to be on their couch watching Netflix. Yeah. Oh, I can't go to the gym today. Got to look at the window. Yeah. <laughs> look at the It's so true because I was in Ohio a couple of weeks ago and... I was there for a few days and I was like, wow, this is really, really great. Like it was in the high 70s. I was like, they were like, yeah, it was 38 last week. And I was like, 38? Uh-uh. It was beautiful when I was there. And my last day, it was so cold and rainy. And I was like, uh-huh, there you are. Yeah. There's the Ohio yes. I remember. That's why I left. Yes. So I can handle this for a day. But I would love to experience seasons. I've never lived in a place where you get all four seasons. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. So over the course of just three days at my cousin's house... They live in the Columbus area and right on this huge river, big hilly backyard. They've got their own private like basketball court down by the water, uh. their own dock, a boat. It's amazing, right? And the first day I got there, all of the leaves were like bright red and yellow and orange. Stunning. Gorgeous. By the third day, they were all gone. Yeah. On, oh. on the ground. It turns so quickly. Yeah. So there's like a short season. They'd been nice for a few weeks leading up to that. But as soon as they start to fall, they fall. Yeah. That's why they call it fall, literally. And it was funny because all of a sudden, in a matter of three days, we could see across the river. They just moved there. They lived here in Los Angeles for 20 years. And they just moved back home to Ohio. And they're like, oh, wow, we didn't know it was across the river. You can see houses and roads now. Because the trees are so thick during Mm. the summer, you can't see anything. Yeah, beautiful. And now they're seeing it all. I would love it. I would love to live with a place that had... I don't know about snow. I had I went to Missouri last year during a, the snowstorm. Yeah, no. And I was miserable. Snow is beautiful one day out of the year. Yeah. Christmas Eve into Christmas morning. That's it. Ooh. That's it. Like when I was a kid. But I don't think we've even had a snowy Christmas in 20 years in Ohio because of climate change. Really? It used, it used to always snow at Christmas. It never does anymore. Really? It might snow in January and February. I uh, The only thing I did, my birthday is in January. So Lisa knows I love the weather changes so she'll take me to mount charleston in january Mm -hmm. where it's super snowy we like to go to new york city yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, during the holidays yeah so much fun nice well here we are good great we're getting closer and closer to the biggest holiday of the year thanksgiving it's here in three weeks can't wait uh and as we continue to debate which is better thanksgiving or christmas as michaela considers putting up our christmas tree today which i think is insane oh it's happening babe Still got to do our jobs. Coming up here in a little bit, we're talking midterm elections with Richard Fowler. But first, it's time for News on the Beat. All right, the founder of Grindr, Joel Simkai, has launched a new gay and queer matchmaking app. The app from Simkai and Alex Hoststetler is available in New York City and Miami starting today. The new app focuses on finding you the right people, not just the closest, on the quality of interactions and not the quantity. 
It provides a set of personalized people for the user to view, and they can decide to pursue interaction with someone in the group or not. He added that he's the first to admit that while he believes Grindr did a lot of good in the world, there are still shortcomings. Those shortcomings were behind the creation of Motto. We built Motto to address those issues, simplify the process of hooking up, and bring back the fun and finding someone you're into. Simkai said, Motto should be just as positive for your mental health as it is for your sex life. Motto is a membership-based app that's free. Profiles must have three face pictures, and each profile is verified. Oh, face pictures. I like that. I do, And too. verification shows you you actually are not getting catfished. I'm into that because, for me, listen, a torso is cute, right? But I'm not going to hook up with somebody based off a torso picture or even, like, nudes. No. I don't care. I get turned on. Like, sure, a body's nice. I appreciate a nice body. Great. I don't need it, though. Yeah, but I tr- I'm turned on by face. I get turned on by personality. Mm-hmm. I get turned on by knowing that you're kind and smart. And yeah. you might be a little bit funny. That's what I need. Uh, definitely. But also, I have a pretty face. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm into face. Also, thighs are nice. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Let's get into weather. 69 in New York. 69 in Chicago. 69? I did say 69. So dirty. Atlanta 74, 67 in Vegas, 67 in LA, ooh, and 74 did, in Cathedral City. Did you say 74? Yeah. So warm. Mm, it's too hot. <laughs> it's too hot. Okay, give us a vibey. Don't be a victim of negative self-talk. Remember, you are listening. Yeah, I love that. I am American, American, American. We are American, and if you want it to stay that way, we've got to vote next week. Mm-hmm. We're less than a week until the midterms, and some of these Trumper MAGA Republicans running for high office across the country terrify me, to be honest. I did a live stream on my Instagram yesterday talking about Representative Adam Schiff and progressive candidates across the country, and I was inspired to see how many people tuned in and were, were involved in the process, right? But is it enough? Is it too little too late? Where do we stand uh, as Democrats heading into the election on Tuesday. Uh, joining us now is our political expert and dear friend of the show, Richard Fowler. Uh, Richard, so a few months ago, things seemed really bad, and then they seemed like they were really good for Democrats, and now I don't know what to feel. Uh, where do we stand currently? Um, well, I guess knowing what to feel is a good place to be if there's any place to be. Um, <laughs> and I think that's where a lot of folks are. I think a lot of these elections, that we're, a lot of these races that are very tight right now, will come down to how people will come down to voter turnout mm. will come down to how people actually vote on election day or if you decide to early vote but i will tell you these these races are very close and in some of these races they're a lot closer than they should be i mean take the georgia race between Raphael warnock um and herschel walker mm. i mean nobody thought that this race would be <clears throat> literally within the margin the statistical dead tie six days away from the midterm elections but here we are and if you look at and you know i'm not the biggest you know person because every you know every poll matters but if you look at these polls what you're seeing is an excitement amongst gop and republican voters um and and this is that and that could be what turns this election now the one piece of i guess maybe good news or i don't know if it's good or bad maybe neutral news is a lot of the polls that you see on television are focusing on likely voters meaning mm. folks that have voted in the past three or four elections and those and in those polls they're dead heat mm-hmm. and what's worth pointing out 
when you talk to the Stacey Abrams campaign, I did so a couple weeks back, when you talk to the Mandela Barnes campaign in Wisconsin, their universe of voters are a lot different than likely voters. They're talking to folks who we would call surge voters mm-hmm. or voters who they voted for their first time in 2018 or their first time in 2020, or they voted in 2018 and they didn't vote in 2020. And those voters might not show up on a poll. And so that might be some neutral news that could bode well for some of those candidates going into the final stretch of this midterm election. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I feel like um, it just has happened so quickly. I feel like that with with everything. Uh, what do you want people to really know that uh, they may not be so aware of right now? Every party has a different closing message, right? I think, you know, if you talk to Republicans, they're going to tell you this election is a, this election's about the economy. If you talk to Democrats, they're going to tell you this election is about making sure that we protect a woman's right to choose. I don't think there's any voter in this country that's going to a vote, going to the polls with one or two, one or two issues. Michael, my, my biggest piece of advice to voters as they go into these final couple of days and they make their final decisions is think about which party will best, which candidate would best advocate for you in Washington. Mm-hmm. Understanding that while, yes, we do have high inflation in this country, ha- ask yourself if we've seen solutions from the candidates on the ballot? Have they given you an answer to how they plan on fixing it? Or have they just been pointing the finger at the other folks saying they're the problem? I try not to be jaded. Like I said, I just hosted a a conversation yesterday on my Instagram live trying to get people to vote across the country, right? And of course, I I think everybody should vote blue. That's who I am. I don't hide that. I'm very much a progressive, you know, and that's where I stand. I don't need to be uh, neutral. I'm allowed to be exactly who I need to be, especially on a station like Channel Q, right? And but then I see, I see you mentioned Georgia. I see Herschel Walker and Ugh. Raphael Warnock the, tied. And I'm just like, I How? posted the other day, I posted, uh, Reverend Jamal Bryant posted um, his sermon about that race. And it says, we don't need a walker. We need somebody who can run or somebody who can stand yeah. up for us or whatever it was that he said. And it was so, it was so interesting to see a black pastor talking about another black pastor in a church. And that black pastor happens to be Democrat. Right. Because historically, that tends to be like Republican territory, at least they think so. So do you think it's possible um, that all this passion we're seeing, because usually if voter turnout tie, that means Democrats win historically, but not anymore necessarily. Um, could that passion, you know, is, is, be, is it being measured in the polls right now? Is it possible that we could actually be surprised by Democrats and we might have a better night than we expect? It's possible. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's not possible. I think it's very possible that Democrats could turn this around on the final days and it could come down to voter turnout in Georgia, specifically, not only in Georgia, but in Pennsylvania, in Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. if Milwaukee and Philadelphia and Atlanta and the suburbs of those counties turn out in record form in big numbers. Mm -hmm. Right. Like they did. We see close to 2018 record turnout. You can buttress the excitement that you see on the Republican side, but it's going to require real turnout. And this is also going to be a test of, you know, for a long time, we've heard both parties say that they've developed a ground game. They develop a turnout machine. Mm. And now we're going to test the strength of those turnout machines. Can will your machine turn out? 
in an election where the issues are a little bit more murky mm. and Donald Trump isn't the boogeyman or on the ballot. Yeah. Yeah. Richard, it's always such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for your insight. Uh, and we look forward to talking to you next Red, White, and Q. Thank y'all for having me. You know, my uh, husband and I got into a bit of a bit of an argument the other day. And he was talking about uh, telephone and radio phone, the two songs that Beyonce and Lady Gaga did together. Yes. And he said, I want to tell you what, um, Beyonce is better because her part on telephone was b- way better than Gaga's part on radio phone. And I was like, how dare you? Beyonce's my queen, but so is Lady Gaga. They're like 1A and 1B. Yeah. Right? Right. And I said, well, maybe because Lady Gaga's more generous and had a better part written for Beyonce. Right. That's why her part's yes. so good. So don't come for Lady Gaga. Yeah. I love Beyonce, but there is there is there are limits they're to They're totally my, different they're people. Totally different. We're not comparing. It's apples and oranges I for know. the love of God. Beyonce's better. I, okay, so Beyonce <laughs> sort of is 1A and Lady Gaga is 1B. There, Listen, I said Listen, I feel like, but you know what? No, because I was going to say like Beyonce dances, does everything. But Lady Gaga is also a musician. She plays guitar and piano. Everything. Totally. And she plays piano with her feet. I know. And high heels. You're right. Backwards sometimes, upside down on the piano. She does it all. <laughs> So legit, she is also incredible. Yeah, yeah, she is. So I don't know. I, I think they're, they're really, they're really comparable. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah, this is stressing me out. I'm stressed. Well, let's find out if that's actually accurate. If we're just like the rest of uh, California, or if we are in a state that's not very stressed, oh, because good. there is a poll that has just released the most stressed states in America, according to Twitter. Okay. okay. So a, view, a virtual health platform called Plush Care decided to track down the most stressed out states by analyzing more than 4 million tweets from around the country, right? And earlier this year, the American Psychological Association reported that over 40% of Americans have felt increased anxiety, just 40% compared to pre-pandemic times. Hmm. I don't know how that number is not 95 to 100%. Um, however, Eight in 10 Americans are stressed about the uncertainty of the future, while nearly nine in 10 blame the economy and high levels of inflation. The economy is not bad. Inflation's terrible. Yeah, inflation's Hor- horrific. I get I get 12 eggs now, and it's $7. Oh, my God, it's awful. Everything's expensive, and it's expensive everywhere. I was in Ohio. I'm like, oh, it's going to be so cheap here. I can't wait. Yeah, nope. no. Still expensive. Yeah. Except for gas, it's $3 there. It's like oh, $7.50 whoa. here, oh my which God. is crazy, okay? So, uh Literally utilizing geotagging technology uh, from tweets from 340 major cities around America. I did not know there were that many cities in America. Um, they they have de- declared that individuals living in Santa Clarita, California, experience the highest level of stress in any what? category. Not, what? It's not too far from here. 63%. No, I used to live in Santa Clarita, and you, wait, actually, wait, wait. I hated it. You did? Oh, my God. It was the worst experience of my life. Okay, when I was like 18 or 19, I got signed to Randy Jackson and Interscope in a girl group. And so they wanted us to all bond together, so they had us all live together. So they we all lived together in Santa Clarita off of Sand Canyon, mm. and it was a nightmare. It was so, I don't know what it's like now, but it was like, I was like, no, girl, I want to live in West Hollywood. Like, I want to live in California. I want to live in Los Angeles. Yeah, the real California. Yes. (laughs) It was so tiny. Did you ever watch Santa Clarita Diet starring Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant? I tried to. I didn't get into it. I love it. It was wild. Okay. Turns out, though, you want to know the most stressed out state in the entire United States? Guess. Give me one guess. New York. Alaska. 
What? It is dark there six months out oh, of the year, so I maybe d- that's okay. why. Well, I used to date somebody that was from Alaska, and you have a story for every state. <laughs> I'm sorry, randomly naming states. I know, I states. know. This is so weird. <laughs> I'm so, I relate to the story so much. But we did. We went during the well, summer. She also got around a lot in her 20s, so. I, I did. I was like I a serial relationship. <laughs> I wanted to be a hoe. Yeah. It's my biggest regret. I wish I would have been a hoe. I was, I was a hoe for like three months in my 20s and then I got back into a relationship. I know. Uh, it was but a good three months though. We did go in the summer and it was sunlight the entire time yeah. and I loved it. And they were like, we'll get like, enjoy this because it's dark than like in the winter. And could you imagine? Only darkness for 24 hours yeah. a day? I'd be so depressed. I would be so And depressed. also, how do you know when to stop like partying and raging? I know. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I have to get up and go to work now? How Who do you says? live a life? Who says? Well, you know, the, the least stressed state in the entire country? Hawaii. South Carolina. Hawaii is actually one of the most stressed. They're stressed about, about their income because it's super expensive to live in Hawaii. Uh-huh. Everything costs a lot of money there. If you ever travel there, like everything, wow. that, everything has to be shipped out there. So there's oh, extra yeah. shipping costs on top of everything. Yeah. South very... Carolina. South what are they Car- doing in South Carolina? Apparently not stressing about anything. I want to go to South Carolina and see what's going on over there. I'll look up flights. Okay, great. Kanye West is struggling right now. He's been dropped by every single uh, brand that has worked with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adidas said goodbye. Gap said goodbye. Skechers said, please get out of our office. And they had him escorted out last week. Uh, but his fans are stepping up for him. What's popping? Uh, Kanye West fans have launched a GoFundMe to make the rapper a billionaire again. Supporters launched several pages, one being named Make Kanye West a Billionaire Again with a fundraising goal of a billion dollars. After West's net worth took a serious hit last week when Adidas dropped him, that specific fundraiser only raised $5 and has since been taken down. Wait, no. Five? Five dollars. Uh-huh. This okay. is ridiculous. Anybody knows if you're going to kick off a fundraiser, you got to drop 100 in there first just to get people motivated. Yeah. Five? Listen. I was out of the country when all of this news was going down and all of the anti-Semitic comments were made. And I would just like to say that Kanye West, I don't care if you have a mental health issue. Plenty of people have mental health issues and are not racist or anti-Semitic. And I think that he is so just vile and the platform that he has is so large and my jewish friends and family are scared i saw somebody sent me a photo of the 405 with oh yeah the banners hanging over see that everybody and they said we agree with kanye west and they were all standing um with their hands shaped like uh, hitler and so i don't sympathize with this man at all nope i don't sympathize with his fans nope i think he's so dangerous i think he's so problematic and has been for a while mm-hmm. um i don't care how talented you are no and you know what's unfortunate he is really talented yes of course he is but he's just to built himself into a grave and uh i hope that they don't make any money off of these gofundmes listen and listen he, move back to montana or wherever it is you have a house colorado wyoming wherever it is he is just live on your ranch for the yeah. rest of your days. And yeah. Just leave us alone. Because you're not coming back from that. And, you know, I was having a conversation with somebody, and even if, even if Kanye West came out and said, listen, I'm really sorry I was having a manic episode, blah, 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 blah. What he's said about the Jewish community, you cannot take back. It's already out there. That was the problem with Trump. Mm-hmm. Trump ignited all of these, like, oppressed racists. And even though he's not the president now, we still have so many people uh, that felt so validated by the well, things that Trump said. Here's the thing. It, uh, 
mental health is not an excuse. A lot of people have mental health issues and they're not anti-Semites. They're not racist. Yeah, they're not hello. sexist. They're not homophobic. Like your mental health doesn't necessarily like make those things come out if they don't already exist in you. Mm-hmm. They're already there. It's like saying like, oh, I didn't mean to do those things because I was drunk. I didn't mean to beat my wife because I had a little bit too much liquor. I didn't mean to say sexist, racist things. It was just, it was the liquor talking. Yeah, no, no, that's no, either no, in no. you or it's not. It's a cop out. I you, I could be as drunk as a skunk and I'm still going to be the same guy. Yeah. I'm not going to say things that I don't believe because I don't believe them. Yep, you're absolutely right. Cancel them. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Good morning, B. Channel Q. Do you really need to cover your computer laptop camera? Interesting. Or is it paranoia? My husband's dad literally puts tape on every camera everywhere. Wow. I'm like, why do you have it then? Um, but maybe he knows something I don't. You know, it's funny because I low-key have always thought about that too. When I was little, I used to look inside the TV because I thought that people could see me. Well, that's the fear. That's the fear is that people can access your computer and watch you through your camera. Right. Is that possible, actually? Or is that a sci-fi situation we're talking about? We've got an expert joining us to talk about that and other ways to keep you and your digital information safe. Uh, It's a really important topic. Uh Uh-huh. Also, uh, have you ever heard of something called revenge travel? No. Well, it's 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 a uh, pretty Revenge popular. Revenge travel. It's pretty popular this Give time of year. Give me a little year. hint. Uh, it has to do with uh, holiday vacations and where you go versus where your family thinks you should be. Is it like Four Christmases? Maybe. Which I love, by the way. We'll Have see. you seen that movie? We're talking about I it. I watched it on We're the plane. Talking about it later on this hour, plus an update on Christina Applegate's health. Oh, so it's a sad. Bit heartbreaking. Michaela has that for you. And what's popping at the end of the hour right now, though, it is time for news on the beat. What's going on around the world? News on the beat, darling. Uh, the founder of Grinder, Joel Simkai, has launched a new gay and queer matchmaking app. The app from Simkai and Alex Hostetler is available in New York City and Miami starting today. The new app focuses on finding you the right people, not just the closest, on the quality of interactions, not the quantity. 
It provides a set of personalized people for the user to view, and they can decide to pursue interaction with someone in the group or not. He added that he's the first to admit that while he believes Grindr did a lot of good in the world, there are still shortcomings. Those shortcomings were behind the creation of Motto. We built Motto to address those issues, simplify the process of hooking up, and bring back the fun in finding someone you're into, Simkai said. Motto should be just as positive for your mental health as it is for your sex life. Motto is a membership-based app that's free. Profiles must have three face pictures, and each profile is verified. All right, another news. Patrick Haggerty's 1973 Lavender Country. Haggerty's first album recorded under the same name is now widely considered the first country album recorded by an out gay musician. Lavender Country was a defiantly queer record with songs like Cryin' These can't say this word tears during a time when few musicians in any genre were comfortable coming out as gay so it was surprising most of all to Haggerty when he got his chance in 2014 to re-release that historic album and record another one performing with other lgbtq country musicians and sharing his story with millions he became a country music star after all Haggerty the pioneering country crooner died Monday, several weeks after he'd had a stroke, said Brendan Greaves, a close friend and record label executive. He was 78 years old. All right, another news results from a phase uh, coral boost trial under biotechnology company Gritstone Bio shows their self-amplifying mRNA vaccine can induce a safe, strong, and durable immune response against COVID-19. The 340 participants uh, in the studies had never been immunized for COVID and HIV positive. Uh, the phase one study is taking place in South Africa and the initial the initial data comes from the first 120 participants. The spokesperson added by including immunocompromised patients in our trial, including people living with HIV, we are able to evaluate whether our vaccine candidates, which are designed to drive both neutralizing antibodies and T-cells utilizing self-amplifying mRNA, could provide better immune protection than the current vaccines for this at-risk population. Both Coral and Coral Boost were found to be safe and well-tolerated with only mild to moderate adverse events that resolved. I wish our listeners could just watch you. You're so adorable. Thank you. She's sitting here talking about mRNA vaccines and 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 COVID nineteen. And while she does the news, she always plays with her hair. She twirls <laughs> her hair around her fingers like a little girl. It gives you like all all the Doctor news. Doctor information. I love it. Thank you. All right, let's get into weather. Seventy in DC, seventy one in Philadelphia, forty seven in Seattle, sixty six in San Diego, sixty seven in LA. It's gonna be chilly today. Seventy three in Palm Springs. Give us a vibe. I'll be in Palm Springs this weekend. You sure will. Stop by Booze Hounds. I'm going to be at Booze Hounds all weekend long, hanging out. Latrice Royale is going to be there. Jan Sports stopping by. Thursday night, I'm actually judging a doggy ball. How fun. How f- It is totally fun. I think they still have a few tickets left. Um, so go to my Insta stories and check that out and come say hi to me this weekend at Palm Springs. I might be stopping by the uh, the GED pool party as well to say hello. Uh, you'll still see me out and about. I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to Chill Bar. Yes. Every time I go to I Palm Springs. I love Chill Bar. DJ Alex D from Channel Q going to be at Chill Bar Amen. throughout the weekend. So it's going to be a fun, fun weekend. My husband and I will be there. Come say hello to us uh, and come hang out at Booze Hounds. Uh, here's a vibe for you. Don't be a victim of negative self-talk. Remember, you are listening. You are listening. That's right. Listen, I love the sentiment of that song, but is everything going to be all right? Like, can Nobody you pro- knows. Can you prove that to me? Because it doesn't feel like things are all right. Ugh. 
this is really interesting. Yeah. This conversation is fascinating to me because I have a father-in-law who's a little bit older, right? Uh, and a lot bit paranoid. <laughs> like he's paranoid about everything. Multiple locks on all of the doors. They lock their door from their upstairs to their basement inside their house. I had to sleep downstairs one time and I couldn't go upstairs because the door was locked. He also covers cameras everywhere. His laptop. He puts, oh, wow. He puts tape on everything. And I think, I've always thought that's kind of crazy. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we do actually need to be protecting um, ourselves from the p- potential that somebody could actually be watching you through your computer camera. Well, Listen. we've got an expert on this joining us right now. Uh, the chief troublemaker for Vantage Technology Consulting Group. Uh, John Young is on the phone. John, how are you? I'm great. How are you this morning? Good. Um, We're good. I, first and foremost, I want to know, is my father-in-law crazy or does he know something that I don't? I can't speak to his mental health, <laughs> but I think he's probably overthinking the problem. There, there certainly are cases where you can find that somebody's camera on their computer has been compromised and some nefarious person was watching, but those are few and far between. They're almost always either a uh, disgruntled uh, spouse partner mm. or a, um, a, frankly, a computer technician who you brought to your favorite computer store and somebody did a thing. It's, it's really rare. It's not a thing I think most people should worry about. I personally have covers on some of my cameras because I'm on a lot of video calls and I don't want the camera to come on when I'm not ready for it. Oh, and the background that. isn't ready well, or, or there's a few different cameras around me and so it might have the wrong angle if somehow that program grabbed the wrong camera. John, I'm so and depressed. So I, I have those. I've really been thinking that I was performing all these years for somebody on the other side of that computer and to know that no one is. <laughs> no one's watching just you. <laughs> devastating to me. Well, you unless you have a disgruntled ex perhaps. As John no, they said. don't want to watch well, and, me. And, and to be fair, if they were going to do that, they probably would put it on your phone and nobody has camera covers on their phone and that's the thing we take everywhere in all of the intimate places. Yeah, so that's I true. still should be performing for oh, my phone. Wow, that's what she takes away from this. <laughs> no, listen, John. Uh, can people really hack into your personal computers and spy on you? Yeah, besides how, a disgruntled ex, maybe is that like a thing? yeah? How easy is that? Is there like an app for that? Like, yeah. What does that look like? And what it, it's is pretty it? hard to do. It, it's happened. There are cases of it, but it's really rare. Okay. Well, so now we we settled that. So, Michaela, you can put your phone down and stop dancing and doing choreography for yeah, for nobody because nobody's watching. And I'll I'll tell my father in law who's like pushing eighty years old and a former pastor. There's probably nobody watching you right yeah. now, so you're probably okay. Uh, let's talk about passwords, though. Mm. Okay. So at our job, we work for a corporation, Odyssey, and I swear to God, every eight minutes they require that I change my password, and it drives me. Oh, I hate it. We have to do all sorts of training constantly to make sure that we're not, like, clicking on bad links. Um, How important actually is password security? And should I take the option where it says, here's a really complicated password or choose your own? I always choose my own. Is it okay to take the weird option? So I'm going to answer it a little bit differently. So password security is really important. But what it sounds like your employer is doing is the opposite of good security. Um, the the idea that changing passwords frequently increases security has been proven to be very much wrong. Oh In fact, God, I, it tends I, to make security worse. I love you. John, I drag love us. you right now. I hope our boss is listening. I love this. Carry on. So there's an organiz- a, a government organization called NIST, the National Inter- um, 
uh, standards and technology. So they, they provide, they publish some great documentation. And the person who wrote the standards a bunch of years ago that said change passwords uh, wrote new standards recently and said stop doing that. And he's come out, and I'm paraphrasing, said you all misunderstood me, and you made it way worse. Stop doing that. So what you want is a password manager. There are free ones like Bitwarden and 1Password, the number one password. Um, people used to use one called LastPass. Now they charge for most of their usage. Where every place that you go, every site you go has a unique password that is computer generated and you copy and paste it. You never have to remember it. Mm. And if you do that, as long as you haven't shared your password and as long as that password hasn't been compromised, you didn't get a note from the company that that um, you know, wherever you were, you were shopping Amazon or something that said your password was stolen. Don't worry about it. Changing passwords. It just means another place to write it down and makes it complicated. Okay. Use so a password manager. There's a unique password everywhere. Use multi-factor and then don't worry about it. That's so fascinating. I do use multi-factor, but I, I have almost everything on my keychain. I'm all Apple everywhere I go. I Less. use Apple, right? And I got a new iPhone the other day, the new iPhone 14. And then all of a sudden, it's going through all of my accounts, and it's like, you have 51 compromised passwords. And I'm like, what? Oh, no, How, how on earth do I have 51 compromised passwords? And sometimes one password requires eight characters plus an exclamation pointer or something else, and another one requires that plus a number, but not the extra. <laughs> so so it's difficult. You're saying there are there are tools we can use so we don't actually have to memorize all of them because God knows I cannot. Absolutely. You should use those tools. They'll generate the password for you. It will be randomized. It'll have, you can check the boxes of here's the rules I have to follow. And you never want to remember it. You might have a few passwords that you have to make shorter so you can write them down. For example, Netflix, maybe you have to use the, the terrible remote control uh, method to put the password into the Netflix. And you want that one to be short okay. because it's really hard to do. Okay. But so otherwise, Long, complex passwords, use a password manager, and then forget about them. So we can can I use a password manager with my keychain if I'm an Apple user? They're a little bit separate. So keychain will remember the password that you put in that you set up with the password manager. Got it. And it's okay to, because my fear is always, if I use the one that they recommend, my fear is, well, I don't even know what that password is, and I feel like I could lose access to that account. Is that actually a, an, an accurate fear, or is that not? Well, you have to store the password somewhere. So the Got one they it. recommended, you still have to put in the password manager. I Got use it. my password manager to generate them all, but using the whatever they generated is not terrible as long as you store it somewhere safe. Perfect. That's not a sticky note under your keyboard, by the way. So, right. All right, Sean Young, way to break it all down for us and way to break my heart that no one is watching No you. one's watching you. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you for joining us here in the Morning Beat. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you. Is revenge travel the new way to vacation? You know what it is? Tell me. I'll tell you about it. Well, according to 2,000 Americans who have traveled internationally in the last 14 months, 66% have a desire to revenge travel, which is defined as wanting to travel more after feeling like they missed out on time and experiences due to the pandemic. I don't understand why it's called revenge, though. I feel like it's like ketchup. Yeah. Like you're catching up on all the stuff you missed. Uh, and respondents are also making the most of the return to travel as many travel restrictions have lifted. 57% of Americans surveyed were able to make uh, to take a once-in-a-lifetime adventure in 2022. Listen. That's real. I just got back from Greece and Israel, which was the yep. most magical trip of my life. Mm -hmm. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Uh, I, I feel like it, it changed me as a human being. And um, I, I think everybody should travel. I think that they should, you know, wherever you go. But it doesn't feel like revenge travel. I, yeah. It's a weird way to say that. When I hear revenge travel, I was thinking that it meant, because uh, they're talking about it 
during the holidays. People take a lot of time to travel during the holidays. I thought it meant not going to your family Christmas and going somewhere really fun instead. That feels like revenge. Like, like we're going to go to Hawaii instead of come home for the family Christmas because we don't want to see you. Right. That would feel like revenge travel to me. This is interesting, though, because I did travel after the first year of the pandemic. I did start to travel more. I went to Europe for a couple of weeks. It was a blast. I was a little bit nervous, but I, I stayed safe. Of course. Um, but I will say that our wedding in June, which you were obviously a, a huge part of, was the first time many people in my family have ever left the United States. Which so, is crazy. So you talk about once-in-a-lifetime adventures and, tra- and traveling. It was such a good wedding. My wedding was that. for a lo- We had 95 people there. So a lot of those people had never, ever been to Mexico. And they'd never been out of the country. Yeah. So for them, 2022 was a really, really big year. Now, many of them might never leave again. But some of them have now gotten the travel bug. Listen, the travel bug is mm-hmm. so it's a real. real. Thing. But you know what, too? What I found uh, when we got home... I also found that I appreciated my home so much as well. Like, I felt like, you know, uh, when you travel, you love it and you're experiencing everything. And then you come home and hopefully you've made a life that you don't need a vacation from. Because when we got home, I was like, I also love L.A. I love my apartment. Happy to be here. interesting you say that because 80% of people say they need a vacation uh, in the coming year more than ever. But... 77%, 77%, this is according to one poll, of people who did go on a vacation recently in the last 14 months uh, said that they feel more like themselves afterwards. Do you feel that? Yeah. Do you feel more in touch with who you are and oh, you feel more relaxed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it also matters where you travel, but I I do think that being able to experience like Judaism and Catholicism, that was a whole moment. But um, I was definitely ready to be back okay, here. Can, it makes me appreciate Can I ask you a personal question? Yeah. And see if you can relate to this. Go. Um, so we're in the third hour now of our show. So it's a little bit later in the morning. People are people are awake. Did your sex life improve on your holiday? Yeah, it did. Isn't that interesting what happens when you take away the stress of everything? Yeah, it does. We have the best intimacy when mm-hmm. we're on vacation. And we do try to bring it home with us. But um, yeah, I think it... I just think because you're you're having fun, you're happy, you're the room, you're, the maids are cleaning your room yeah, for you. You're disconnected from your phone and your laptop for the most part, and you're yeah. just like in the moment. Totally. So yeah, it, what, it was what, so nice. Whether it's about the great food, the sights, the scenery, the sex of it all, travel this year. Trust me, you'll thank us. Absolutely. This what's popping. Sometimes what's poppins are fun. Sometimes they're a little bit heartbreaking. This one is not one of the fun ones. No, I'm so sad about this. What's going on? So, Christina Applegate revealed that she's gained 40 pounds and can't walk without a cane after her multiple sclerosis diagnosis. She said, this is the first time anyone's going to see me the way I am. Uh, She said to the New York Times on Monday of off of the upcoming third and final season of Dead to Me, which I'm obsessed. If you haven't seen Dead to Me, so I'm good. obsessed. So good. It's her. And then what's her name is the other character from. Oh, gosh, she's so, so hilarious. I'll look it up. Her co-host is flawless. They're perfect. Incredible. But she does say, I'm never going to accept this. And she admitted that she is peed off. Uh, The Emmy winner went on to say that she has had to process the loss of her life and is still not totally fine with it at all. That's very vulnerable and very honest. And I feel so bad for her. 
Um, Linda Cardellini, by the way. Yeah, she's great. So good. Uh, she said, it's been a strange journey, but I've been supported by people that I know who also have this condition. You know, Selma Blair also suffers from MS. She had to leave Dancing with the Stars, and she was killing it. But she said, unfortunately, her body yeah. could no longer sustain all the movement. It's really uh, heartbreaking, too, to watch. Yeah, one of my dear friends was diagnosed with MS when she was only 26. Uh, she's 32 now, but it's taken a hold of her life as well. It's a really scary disease, and it's really sad. And I, I feel really bad for Christina Applegate. Well, Christina Applegate, she's only 50, so she's young, but she was also a dancer. A lot of people yeah. don't know that, or a lot of people forget that. She was a dancer back in the day. She was really good, too. My cousin used to come out here. My cousin won like a scholarship one time and came out to North Hollywood from Ohio to like do this dance uh, thing for, like a, for a month-long program. Uh, during the summer and she got to dance with Christina Applegate and she was like very much in the dance scene at the time I'm curious to know because Dead to Me season 3 as you said is about to come out the first two seasons were 10 episodes mm -hmm. the third and final season is only 6 oh wow so I, I'm curious I wonder if they adjusted the shooting schedule to help her make it a little bit easier on her body yeah probably and and will she be using a walker or a cane in the in show, the show and did she gain the weight prior to the show? Yeah, it's I, I'm be just tough. curious to see how they how they handle that because in the context of the show, because on the show she's fully healthy and able-bodied. There's no mention of MS. Maybe they actually write that into the show. I don't know. Right. Absolutely. All right. Coming up in our final hour, uh, we're having a conversation uh, about somebody who was raised to compare themselves to others. Um, I share that story very deeply, and we're going to talk about it and how it affects our mental health next. Morning B. B. Channel Q. What do you do if you were raised uh, and maybe taught by your parents or your family to always compare yourself to others? I was. I, I think a lot of people were. Mm -hmm. I think this is a very, very relatable conversation. Yeah. And if that does apply to you, how do you break the cycle as an adult? It, listen, it's the most difficult thing that I still struggle with. Mm. I Probably my most toxic trait is comparing myself to others. Same. And I... Asking why them, not me. What's wrong oh with me? Oh my God. And you know, I feel so bad because I try so hard not to be jealous of people. Sure. Because I want good things for other people. I think it's natural. So much. Yeah, of course. But I think because of my insecurities and because of how I was raised and the work that I still have to do... Mm -hmm. I struggle so much and Listen, I really have to work I on I don't that. think you're alone. Multiple things can exist at the same time and we're having that conversation in about 14 minutes. Uh, so stick around for that. If you have ever found yourself comparing yourself to others, physically, emotionally, mm -hmm. uh, where, where you are in your career or your personal relationships, you're definitely not alone. We all do it. Yeah. And if anybody tells you they don't do it, they're lying through their teeth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I believe that. And it's hard if your parents, uh, if your parents ignited that in, yeah. in for you. Our parents, listen, I, it's so, so difficult to do, but I think it's so important to give our parents grace whenever we can, right? If, if, if it's if it's not going to take away from your happiness and, and, and affect your health negatively, it's important to give our parents and their entire generation grace because they grew up in a different world. Yeah, but right? you know, it's crazy, and I don't know if you experienced this, but I literally had the longest talk with Lisa yesterday because we were talking about our communication skills, and she said to me, hey, if you want me to do something, the way that I'm best at doing it is with really positive yep. ways. But you're saying, you're like that too, though. You like positive affirmations. I and do. And then you work really hard. I do, but I, 
unfortunately and embarrassingly, I will say, well, why don't you do it like so-and-so, Lisa? Or uh, can you just get rid of this or whatever? I don't speak kindly. Yeah. And so she said, I'll do anything you want if you just say it in a more positive Isn't way. That funny? And I'm like, oh, okay, You sorry. and I are similar in that way because I also react really well to positive any sort of feedback. And yeah. if you tell me I'm doing something great, I'm going to work so much harder. <gasps> uh-huh. But sometimes I am a little bit critical of my husband. Mm-hmm. The way I say things to him, he's like, I'm not stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, don't talk to me like that, please. Like, what? Because my husband says, just give me a list. Say exactly what you need me to do. Yeah. Don't beat around the bush. Don't get emotionally hurt if I didn't clean the apartment or wash the dishes. Tell me. Right. And I'll do it every time. Right. Actually, type it up or print it out for me. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you should know. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm excited to have this conversation. I think it'll bring a lot of relief to people. I feel like we just did have the conversation. But we have so much more. So So stick around for that. Also, at the end of the hour, we've got uh, Tell Me Something Good. A love affair 24 years in the making is very, very sweet. I'm going to tell you all about it at the end of our show. Also, new music from Dolly Parton and Jimmy Fallon. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. We're going to play it for you, and you can decide what you think uh, at the end of this hour. Right now, though, it's time for News on the Beat, starring the one and only Michaela Walters Goldberg. Exactly. Goldfarb. That's right. Gordon. Okay, I'm obsessed with this story. Miss Argentina and Miss Puerto Rico revealed they married in secret after admitting they've been (gasps) privately dating for two years. Wait, 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 what? Uh Uh-huh. Miss Argentina and Miss Puerto Rico? Yes. Wait, didn't a a, a trans woman from the Philippines, literally Thailand, just buy... Miss Universe? Yes. Now this is amazing. Honey, we're loving it. The pair always posted about their friendship on social media, but never publicly shared that they were anything more than friends. Wow. The beauty queens confirmed both their relationship and their marriage in a joint Instagram reel posted to their combined 245,000 followers. After deciding to keep our relationship private, we opened the doors to them on a special day. This is I'm upset. Ob- this is like the story. Remember when we were watching, um, or we did the article about The Bachelor and two of the girls actually fell in love with each other. And they were like, sorry, we don't want to be here anymore. We're in love with each other. I love women. I love women. This is fun. So I've told this story to my friends before. I don't know if I ever told it on the air. But my ex, who you know, good friend of mine, Ryan, he was at my wedding. And he, when he was working at Disneyland... He played Maleficent in the big production uh, Fantasmic, which takes place out like an island by Haunted Mansion. If you've ever been to Disneyland, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And you have to be like six feet tall to play Maleficent, so it's always played by a man. Yeah. And they're so they're covered head to toe, so you can't tell it's a man or a woman, but they need to be tall and skinny. So while he was playing Maleficent, he was dating Aladdin, the guy who's playing Aladdin. At the same time, their friends, Cinderella and Snow White, we're sleeping together. I love it. Lesbians. Lesbians. How funny is that? Because these little kids come to the park and they meet these, oh, with Cinderella, I'm Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, blah, blah, But they're getting it on when they're out of costume. Let's get it on. Listen, we've always been here. We've always been here. We've always been here, and but I'm obsessed with always going to be here. Yes. That I is, love that it. Is, that's hot. Two, that was like... Um, two pageant queens. Okay. That was like in Miss Congeniality when the really hot one stands up and she's like, I'm a lesbian. Remember at the of end that, of the pageant? Of course, that's what you remember. I know. You Such loved it, didn't film. you? I love... You know what? I actually just love all the movies that Sandra Bullock's in. She is great. Isn't she great? She's so Practical good. magic. You know what I just watched the other day on the plane ride home? I watched uh, oh, Lost City 
with Channing Tatum, Tatum also. Oh, uh-huh. And, and Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter. Yeah. Brad Pittson. It's a really good film. Oh, wow. I haven't watched it. And Sandra Bullock is amazing. Yeah. I also watched Ticket to Paradise with Julia Roberts and George Clooney. We're getting all these oh throwbacks my God. right now. How was it? So good. Well, did it feel like when we were young? Yes, it felt seeing like Seeing the mo- two of them it together? It felt like movies used to feel. Now every single movie is either like super artsy and trying to get an Oscar or a Marvel film. Right. Oh, right? yeah. Or a slasher. I do love my slasher. I want to go to a movie today. Ticket to Paradise is really good. It's a cute movie. Did you go to the Grove? No, I went when I was home, my hometown. That's so cute. Oh, with your mom. They renovated, yeah, the whole theater, and they have recliners now. Big Ooh, leather fancy. recliners. In Salina, Ohio. Love. The lobby, the lobby's still trash, but everything else is great. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into weather. 69 in New York, 63 in Cleveland, 74 in Atlanta, 67 in Vegas, 67 in LA, and 74 in Cathedral City. Now give us a vibe. Don't be a victim of negative self-talk. Remember, you are listening. Mm-hmm. You are listening. Don't be mean to yourself. I've been working on that one for Listen, years. Speaking of being mean to yourself, do you find that you're often comparing yourself to others? We can absolutely relate, and we're going to have that conversation on how to stop next. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. I love advice columns. I've been obsessed since I was a kid. I used to read Ann Landers sometimes in the paper. My grandma would read it. They're like, ooh, dear Ann, tell me what they're asking. I love it. Oftentimes stuff that is wildly inappropriate for a child. Yeah, naturally. But I was fascinated, right? And I was a little bit more adult, a little more grown up before you know my other siblings were. Um, so let's talk about this topic. And I think it's very relatable. Yeah. And I'm just going to read quickly what was what was asked i've been conditioned to compare myself to others my by my parents my parents had a lot of expectations for me and the best way they could scale it was to compare my accomplishments successes failures and even my personality to those of the people around me now i see myself doing it on a daily basis and becoming almost obsessive over it I'm a senior in high school on the verge of applying to college, and it's intensified to a new level. I keep comparing myself to others, and I even compare my achievements and my brag sheet to my closest friends. I feel so guilty about it, but I feel like there's no way for me to stop. 18 years old. If you don't think that the expectations of parents, society, the world uh, weigh heavy on young people as well, I'm 42 years old, and I'm still trying to learn to not compare myself. What advice would you give to this 18-year-old? I don't have any, honey, because I'm still going through it, too. I literally was raised. There was a girl who (laughs) was stunning. Her name was Sophia Riccadelli. And my mom would always say, why can't you be like Sophia Riccadelli? Why can't you blah, blah, blah? My whole life. And I, my mom, I think that she wanted the best for me. I really do. But I think that she thought if she compared me, that would Uh. motivate me to do more, to do better. And really what it did was caused several eating disorders, very much self-worth issues. Mm. And I still do it now. I, I really... 
I work so hard every day, but I constantly compare myself to other people. It's very vulnerable for me. I, um, I, there's no advice. Yeah. There's just not any advice except <sighs> to not do it. And I'm in therapy, so that helps me. And I am honest about it, but it's hard. It is so hard. And I wrote a whole book, a self-help book, and then I toured the country giving motivational talks before the pandemic. And what I struggle with is I feel like a fraud. I'm like, I wrote the book. Yeah. I talk the talk, but I don't always walk the walk. And I, I think most people actually don't always walk the walk. I'm much better than I used to be, though. And for me, I can't imagine my mom ever saying, why don't you be more like this person? But how I experienced it was in her levels of acceptance of my coming out journey. It was, well, at least you're not like that person. At least you're not that uh, gay. Yeah. At least you're not feminine. Like, I'm okay with gay, but like, that's too much. Yeah. The flamboyant stuff is, and I was, and, and I, I didn't realize it at a young age, but I internalized so much of that. So I was constantly checking myself, and I would be drawn to people sometimes who were very, very effeminate or very flamboyant, like men, people who were different. I've always liked people who were different because. It's inspiring to me yeah. that people can live freely and be themselves and not worry about others. So for me, I was the other, I was the opposite end of it. I was like, okay, well, I guess if I, if I play sports and I'm good at them and I butch it up a little bit and I drop my voice a little bit and I, and I, and I try to fix how I walk, yeah. I'm, I'm careful about my wrists. Then I'll have more acceptance. And now that was many, many, many years ago. But my mom loves and thing adores me. But yes, but at the beginning, and, and that took me a lot of years to not internalize. So I would say to this 18-year-old, listen, you're 18, which tells me you might be getting close to getting out of your house. Yeah. And that's, I feel like, a crucial step. Yes, it is. To it sort helps. of like breaking, breaking away a bit from the parents and setting new boundaries. And it's not always easy, but you and I have worked on this a lot. And yeah. I wish I'd worked on it sooner. Yeah. Just say, hey, listen, I'm not comfortable with that. And this I, is not the conversation we're going to continue having, mom and dad. Yeah. And I think just truly being honest about it. If you constantly compare yourself to others, tell your friends so they can help you sort of stay accountable. And they can be like, hey, babe, you don't need to do that. Or, hey, mm. it's okay. You know, you can really yeah. lean in on your friends. Yeah. And you don't have to go all in right away. But like little ways of just making yourself feel a little bit better about yourself over time will build up on a little snowball. Absolutely. And then you'll have a voice. Absolutely. And you'll know how to use it. Tell me something good. All right, this story, if you're looking for love, maybe look a little bit closer to home or maybe be a little bit more patient because this is adorable. So this woman and her now fiance, Kate and Paul, they met as young teens in Virginia in 1997. Uh, she was 13 years old. She was like in love with her best friend, right? Mm -hmm. When they turned 18, they were still best friends. She tried to kiss him one time, but he turned his head away. She was so embarrassed, she ran away, brokenhearted, and slowly stopped talking to him, okay? It's one of those moments where as an 18-year-old, it's a big deal. You can't overcome that. Well, she's now a teacher. Uh, he's a carpenter. And they both married uh, to others, right? But they kind of slowly kept an eye on each other, kept in touch over the years. And now, as they approach their 40s, 24 years after they became friends, they just had their first kiss, and they're engaged. This is adorable. Okay. How sweet he kids. I just think it's so... Like, listen, I, I thought that... 
my relationship with my husband, we took it slow. Because as gay men, we waited five months. That was like an eternity. Of course. Right? 24 years for a first kiss? Yeah. Wow. Uh, wow. Love it. Love it. All right. I have a fabulous story as well, and it involves <clears throat> Dolly Parton. Okay. And that's really all I need to say. That's it. Uh, Jimmy Fallon is making a return to the holiday music scene. The Tonight Show host announced that he and Dolly Parton are releasing a single almost too early for Christmas coming out this Friday. It is too early. Uh, take a listen. It's almost too early for Christmas. Too soon to be singing this song. There's still Halloween decorations. And haters will say that it's wrong. Let's turn on the lights for Mariah. To Rudolph to shine up his nose. It's almost too early for Christmas. Why don't we see how it goes? Gosh, it's cute. I'm surprised Jimmy Fallon's a singer. Well, listen, so the other night, we were with some friends, and our, our friend Sinead's um, son Love was trick-or-treating. So we were all, Drew, Jackie, you know the whole crew. We were mm-hmm. all over there. And all of a sudden, uh, Jackie started getting really upset because for myself and for Sinead, our favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. Like, I love Christmas in a different way, but Thanksgiving, there's something special about it. Okay. There's less stress involved in getting prepared for Thanksgiving. You don't have to go buy gifts and do all the heavy decorating. True. But you can have a nice meal you with your friends. Like a Absolutely. Peak. So I love, I traditionally, I've always loved Thanksgiving. And she's like, that's insane. I'm like, why is that insane? I love Thanksgiving. She goes, it's Christmas season now. I'm like, no, it's not. Just because Mariah Carey had her little Instagram video come out doesn't yeah. mean... Christmas is here yet. It's yeah. still time for Thanksgiving. And she was so upset. She goes, name me, a, name me a pre-Christmas song. Name a Thanksgiving song. Well, I'm going to send this to her today. And I'm going to say, listen, you listen here, Missy. There is one. And Dolly Parton's on it. And you can't say nothing to me now. Yeah. I Listen, I'm I love Thanksgiving, up. but I love Christmas. And I literally pulled my Christmas tree out of storage That's yesterday. So crazy. And I will be putting it up no. this afternoon what? with a smile on my face. Ornaments in my hand. Did you get more ornaments yet? You're a little light on ornaments. I think you need to slowly add year by year. I'll get you an ornament. Yeah, I can, but here's the problem. Are you doing all white and leopard again? Yeah. Okay. Thank uh, you. Just keep that in mind. The fact okay. that you even remember that is brilliant. Of course I do. Listen, I'm like, I'm like Buddy the Elf. Yeah, you do. You You've love been to it. my place during uh-huh. the holidays. I have fake snow. I've, I wrap every single frame know, in my I apartment like a Christmas. House. Yeah, it's amazing. All right. Well, thank you, as always, for listening to our show. We'll have another one for you tomorrow and the rest of this week. So tune in. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. <laughs> T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.